The Next to Nothing podcast is brought to you in part by our partnership with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is your one-stop shop for everything geek. Find discounted books, new and old games, and a variety of software. A portion of all purchases from Humble Bundle go to supporting a charity of your choice, like the American Red Cross, St. Jude's, Save the Children, and more. With $145 million raised so far, Humble Bundle is a great place to buy your games and help save the world. Use our affiliate link in the description of this podcast, and a portion of your purchase will not only go to a charity, but also help support the show. Visit HumbleBundle.com for more details. Hello everyone, I believe we are ready to get started. Let me unmute and deafen these guys. Hey guys, can you hear me? Hello, hello. Hey, hey what's going on, dude? Not much. You guys ready to start the show? Oh yeah. For sure, dude. Alright, hold on. Something changed on my uh here it is that's what i wanted and put that right there all right i believe we are ready to go hello and welcome to next to nothing this show where we talk about how to waste your time and not your money in gaming i am your host danny k with me as always um the wonderful beautiful renditions here in the flesh and not uh currently um fighting fires in in his uh state how you doing ren oh Oh yeah, I'm doing great. We'll see. We'll see how it happens next week, though. <laughs> if I have power. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but I hope you're doing incredible, dude. How are I you? How's face? I am good, except for everything is being everything is wonky because I didn't use a guide. Oh. So I gotta like now adjust things on the fly. <laughs> um, so this week uh, uh, we have a fine gentleman with us. His name is Seprin. How are you doing, Seprin? Good. Just hitting all the social medias right now. Excellent. Um, So, Seprin, I want you to go on ahead. I want you to first plug yourself. Uh, What do you do? Where can people find it? Uh, All that good Uh, stuff. I go by Seprin on Twitch. Uh, You can find me on Twitch. I I mod a lot of channels now, but you'll find me on uh, my channel, uh, twitch.tv slash Seprin or twitch.tv slash stackup.org. Excellent. Um, and so this month, uh, this is the first episode of um, November, uh, yeah, November 2019. Uh, Ren and I discuss, and we want November to be about charities and supporting good causes. Um, we've really hoped that over the uh, year or so, a little over a year that we've been doing the show, um, that we have helped you guys save some money. And it only makes sense that if we've helped you save some money, you go on ahead and take some of that and put out some good into the universe. Um, It's also the first episode, I believe, uh, before... Yes, it is the first episode before Veterans Day, which I believe is the 11th, correct, Seprin? Correct, yep. Um, So it's also very fitting that uh, we have Mr. Seprin here who works with Stack Up, um, and we'll be featuring Stack Up on today's episode. So uh, I'll let Mr. Seprin take it away. What is Stack Up and uh, what all do they do? Um, I've been uh, with volunteering with Stack Up for, God, three or so years now. I ran into the CEO, uh, Steve Machuga, out at TwitchCon, and uh, he just ran into me and struck up a conversation, and I he was carrying around this, like, military-style backpack, and it had his name on it and all that, and I just started picking his brain what he was, and he was a captain in the uh, Army, and he just, like, he got... He was getting a charity work, and he broke off from the one he started with and then created his own, and it's stackup.org is what they go by. And they they help veterans in the U.S. and all over the world. Like, we were in the middle of Iraq um, about a year and a half ago now, and I got 
a bunch of games to give away to all my guys, whoever had a PC, anything like that. Yep, that's their website. Um, but they 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 have a lot of different programs. Like there on the top, there's a, anything you want to know is right there. They have um, the stacks which is I run the Iowa Waterloo area one and I, every mm-hmm. month we have like our I'm in the National Guard too still and I'm a full-time technician I work on helicopters every day and I just do this for fun but uh we have the stacks I run the this area for Iowa we have another one in uh Fort Dodge Iowa those are the only two stacks in Iowa and um basically we get veterans that are either like I get them I try to do it on a drill weekend so we can get like the guys in to out of the army element so they can hang out like we go to Spicoli's have game nights there we did one there was it was quite a big turnout because we had tied it in with a concert thing that was going on there's like four bands too and it was a crazy amount of people we did giveaways and stuff there but we've uh, done uh black water the blackhawks games they give us tickets and stuff for that i can bring veterans out there for a hockey game on drill weekend something like that something out of you know out of their element get them talking out of the army mode yeah so that's one thing we do supply crates um basically they'll take like gaming related stuff like that one we got was pc game codes so they just sent us all these different codes for guys to pick up skins or games and stuff like that and or they'll take xboxes playstations and they'll put a crate together with games and they'll send it to overseas to deployed veterans or they'll go to like va hospitals anywhere where there's a veteran that's like you know we're in the middle of the we need something to break away and do some gaming and it's a good Mm -hmm. way to like you can we had uh back a long time ago we used to play call of duty i want to say it was original modern warfare and we would go and this shop versus this shop and you know see who comes out on top for bragging rights type of thing it's just you know breakaway from the army life that is deployment yeah. they do um air assaults where they have um they'll take like deserving veterans they have like people will submit like a story or something like that that happened of a veteran they know and they would go to like twitchcon or comic-con packs and they'll they'll fly them out vip type treatment get them out there get them to you know show them all the cool stuff that you wouldn't get to see because like you have media passes and all that kind of stuff so they get in early and check out this the floors and go do different parties and stuff like that that they wouldn't get to do if they were just like sitting at home not doing anything and that's that's a real big one that's really fun like any you can go onto that website too and if you have somebody you want to put up for it you can fill out the questionnaire thing in there and give them all their information and they'll kind of decide a couple times a year who they're going to take and then we have the stop squad which is our newest um little area that they do and it's a 24 7 um i don't know how you say this where they can go it's like a it's on discord and you can go and like if you need if you're having thoughts of suicide anything like that you just need to talk to somebody that's there like you can go on there and talk to anybody there's somebody there all the time but that's their newest thing they're getting into and it's getting to be i mean it's it's just a big mental health thing that they're trying to push because gamers and veterans like they're all i've never ran into a veteran that doesn't play some kind of game it's either mobile Mm -hmm. pc xbox like everybody's some gamer so it's like a, a way you can start the conversation and 
and go from there. But those are basically right. our our four big things right now that uh, Stack Up does for veterans all across the, the U.S. and the world. We're deployed. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, so what are the preferred ways that StackUp uh, likes to take support? Is it direct donations? Do they really like volunteers? Um, um, and- right there, you're right on the page on how to help. Like you can do direct donations. There's a volunteer you can search for your, there's stacks all over the country mm-hmm. and you can find your local one and join their stack and volunteer. Or if like, if you're in like a San Diego area, you can so we had TwitchCon there, like, oh, I want to help in the booth. I want to talk about, you know, what we went through and how StackUp helped us and get other people on board. They can do that. They'll they'll get them in so they can help out the charity that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know StackUp has a Twitch channel. Um, what are some other like events and channels and other social medias uh, that StackUp uh, uses that people can check out? So they do have the Twitch, and they also have a Mixer channel, and it's just stack up D O T O R G, in the in the name there. I think I linked that to you, but they're usually there's either somebody is on there that's like a veteran or like an EMT police officer, somebody that wants to help keep, keep putting the word out, mm-hmm. or they'll have somebody like hosting a channel that is working with stack up. Mm-hmm. But that's their big thing. They go to a lot of different conventions, so they're always helping, looking for people to help at the booths and and mm-hmm. run, you know, those type of things too. Awesome, um, Ren. Do you have any questions about Stack Up or anything you, you want to mention? Or no, not particularly. I I have been to like the uh, Stack Up Twitch, uh, the Twitch page a few times. I've actually ran into a bunch of really cool people through it. One of them, I believe, I'm trying to remember what game they were playing. They were playing like a, it was like a space game, but it was like very simulation-esque. It was super cool. And that guy, like you could tell just how passionate about it he was. And it was just, an um, I don't know. I, I've ran into a lot of really cool people through it. So yeah, even a few people that have really wanted to join in on it as well. But yeah, they've all, overall, I've never ran into like anybody that's been bad by any means. They've always been like super friendly. Yeah, they have, like, if you see a game, too, and you want to play, they have mm-hmm. uh, three different discords that they put out. Or actually, there's, like, five now. But they oh, have, wow. like, uh, they call it the Red Shirt Raiders, where you can join, you join, like, the main server, and they have, like, a weekly boardroom meeting so you can hear about, like, when the Red Shirt Raiders are going to do, like, if you're playing World of Warcraft, they'll do different raids or arena stuff, or you're playing mm-hmm. the Division like doing raids and that if you're playing overwatch any any they have like sectioned off what game you want to play and then you just throw in there hey i'm gonna be on this time if you guys want to play though that's a good way to connect with other veterans that way too right on excellent so uh go check out stack up at all of the uh, locations um if you're watching on youtube or listening to the vod or watching the vod on twitch um links will be in the episode description uh so please go check that out uh and at the very least go follow uh stack up on all of the social medias um and just check out all the cool stuff that they do uh over there um, called arms is big this month too that's they do a two big fundraisers a year through the different your twitch channel like you can go on and say i'm gonna raise 500 dollars for stack up and you can do that it's all on the website 
Awesome. Um, yeah, right. that's all awesome stuff. Like I said, guys, will be uh, featuring uh, charities all month on the uh, podcast here. And we do highly encourage you, especially at this time of year, um, if you've saved any money uh, from this show, to go put that into some uh, – go put that to good use. Um, other... And they're tax deductible too, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is always a good point. Um, okay, so, Ren – Mm -hmm. I know you've done a little bit of gaming this week. It was a little difficult for you. Um, yeah. But we have done a little bit of gaming, so why don't you go on ahead and talk about what you uh, what you played. Yeah, so last week, for those who don't know, I, I was basically out of power for about like week, week and a half. Um, and I, I knew that I was going to be out of power, fortunately enough. So I decided to pick out a game. I kind of let my chat decide. And then I honestly basically ignored all their decisions and picked Celeste <laughs> instead. So I ended up buying Celeste. It's about $20. Um, I, I ended up playing on my Switch whenever I had the chance to, which uh, not having work or anything like that from the power outages was a lot. And I ended up having a blast with it. I I expect it, to be honest, to be a little overrated. I've heard that it's gotten really good reviews, and it's even got, like, Game of the Year awards and stuff like that. But I didn't expect it to be particularly that great. Um, I, I would definitely compare it to a easier, an easier Super Meat Boy, in a mm. sense. Where, like, at the start of it, it's definitely not super difficult. But, like, about halfway in, it's it's pretty common to average, like, 20 deaths like in a couple oh, of rooms and you're just like i hate everything but i have nothing better to do and i really want to beat this game and uh I, I the one thing i'll definitely say about it is like um while while it's narrative focus and stuff like that it focuses a lot on uh like um a person's like inner negative thoughts that's kind of what the storyline is about as a whole um and that somewhat resonated to me but it wasn't really a big proponent of what i was interested in but uh in terms of gameplay it was really solid like i was really really shocked by that especially with uh a just a switch console not actually docked or anything like that but just using it handheld it felt very smooth it felt very clean to play i i didn't have any real issues with controls or anything along those lines um and it always surprised me with more and more content which is really shocking especially for a game that's about 20 bucks and it kind of, for for what it looks like it looks like a simple platformer and it, it always introduced more and more gameplay into the mix where i almost thought i 100 percent of the game and then it was like congratulations you locked another like like you've done 30 percent of the game you're totally dead wrong you, you thought you were done not even close so and and it only gets harder from there so essentially in a stage there's about six base stages you'll you unlock like you can just do the base stage as its own thing and not have to collect anything uh you can collect things like strawberries which are essentially just uh they're collectibles but they don't serve any real purpose even the game tells you outright like you can go for them if you want but you'll probably rage because like they're all meant to be to test your skills in the game mm -hmm. um so at first i kind of just went through it just kind of grabbing whatever i could but didn't really think about it too much and then uh started going through it and started collecting all the collectibles and i found out while i was collecting them that there was another collectible called uh b-side tapes so what that essentially does is it converts all of the stages into advanced mode stages in a sense. So that right there immediately doubles the amount of gameplay. 
and I was really shocked by it and really impressed. Um, and they were super difficult. <laughs> and, and I went on a rage fit a couple of times, but uh, I, I made it through two of them, I believe. Um, and, and I was thinking, okay, maybe that's it. Maybe that's all the content, right? So I, I get to the end of the game, I beat the game, and when I beat the game, after the, like the credits and everything, it's like, hey, you missed something. I'm gonna need you to go back here. And I go there and it's like, yeah, you're gonna need to collect this other collectible that you haven't even seen yet. And like, most of them is basically just like, you found a hidden room or you found, you found just it through sheer, like showing off your gameplay, like the strawberries, for example. But the hearts, the, the last and final thing, really tests what you actually know about the game as a whole. So uh, a lot of them are like really like super hidden to the point where I like I knew there was one here, but I had absolutely no idea how to access it. And it was through a series of like certain movements and you're trying to like decipher a code like a color code into certain movement patterns and trying to figure it out that way. And I was like, okay, this is this is a lot more than I was expecting. Um, some of them almost it, it taught me mechanics about the game that I thought were cheating for a second because <laughs> I was like, this can't be how you do this, right? So if you enter into a stage, it'll reset. You have a boost that you can kind of just use anytime that you're like on the ground and you can use it once as long as you're off the ground. Mm -hmm. But if you go between rooms, it'll reset while you're like entering into a room. So you can kind of just fly up to the top of a map if you want to just by like what sounds like cheating. And that's the only way that you can access this one particular thing. Otherwise, you're kind of just like, yeah, no, that doesn't exist. You're a liar. That just sounds like you're cheating. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I got all the collectibles and then it finally unlocked the final stage. Um, I think it's believe I believe it's called the heart and mm -hmm. Holy crap. What the, the, I called it an easier version of Super Meat Boy. It immediately just goes to Super Meat Boy levels of just sheer rage. But like <laughs> at the same time, it's not a game that you feel really unbelievably frustrated with what you play because mm -hmm. it's pretty forgiving if you fail. There's not really anything lost. You pretty much just spawn not that far away from where you died in the first place. But it, it's very common I, I think in my in my first playthrough beating the entire game without collecting anything, I might have had sixteen hundred deaths <laughs> through the entire oh game god. itself. I know, and I was super shocked and I was like, oh my god, I don't want to show this off to anybody. And that was before <laughs> the collectibles, and now I'm at three thousand and I'm just like, Yeah, okay, life is pain. <laughs> I'm aware now. But uh for, for people that like platformers, this is definitely an easy buy. This mm -hmm. is, I, I really can't think of a reason why somebody that'd be a big fan of platformers would ignore this. Um, if you're not a particular big fan of platforms, platformers, or you're not really necessarily into, in my opinion, while some people really like the story, and I totally respect that, I feel it's a little pandering-esque towards that uh towards the feelings of like staying positive and things along those lines um but if if you don't mind that then the story is great um i don't know i had a i had a wonderful time with it um i think 
I got a lot of hours into that game because I essentially had nothing to do throughout the entire time. So I got around like 40 hours over yeah. the course of like a week into this one game. But I had a phenomenal time with it, though. It was absolutely fantastic. So just real quick, I, I thought of this. Mm -hmm. Can we get a like next week? Can we get a surviving the California power outages uh, special <laughs> for next to nothing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like oh, a new wonderful man. episode. Um, it's still going on, right? Like they're rolling. The Fortunately, the power outages aren't super big of a thing. They're only right now happening in like fire areas. But PG&E, the main power company, was doing it throughout all of California because certain areas were having power, like fire problems. So while so I wasn't is, necessarily what does cutting the, the power area, actually do? That's, I guess I never really understood like what shutting the power off does to prevent fires. So, so last year, I know this is a weird tangent, but so last year, one of the biggest fires in California for like the longest time was actually provoked by the power company as a whole because they, they haven't done a really good job at managing the power lines and stuff like that. And uh, one of them faulted and ended up burning down like hundreds of thousands of acres. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, and they ended up going bankrupt. And then getting a, uh, I believe it was a chapter 11, um, oh, what's the word? Chapter 11 what's bankruptcy? Bailout. Bailout? Yeah, yeah, they filed Bail for chapter out. 11 bankruptcy, and then they had to get bailed out by the government because Jeez. they're the leading power company in California. So if they're gone, California's basically turned off for the most part. I guess every time but, I hear uh, PG&E, I think of that movie Aaron Brockovich with the water deal. That town. That's all. I was like, PG and E. Isn't that one from the movie where they got sued for a ton of money? <laughs> sorry, hey, it's close enough. sorry for sorry for provoking that uh, tangent. Um, <laughs> so, <clears throat> on the switch, uh, how does this run? I mean, was this like just flawless on the switch? Oh you... yeah, it runs like phenomenally. I've never. Oh, you're once playing this on a switch. Any... Yeah, I was playing on the Switch. I'd actually probably, honestly, if you can use a controller with it or something like that, um, it'd probably be better. The controls were totally fine, but if you have any experience with the Switch, you'll notice that the uh, that the D-pad buttons are a little spaced out. And for a platformer, at least for me personally, I namely use the D-pad mm -hmm. just because controlling with a joystick is inherently difficult when it comes to that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um if you have the access to a controller, definitely do it that way over just using a handheld. But it's not necessarily bad handheld, but that was definitely my like inherent initial issue with it. Yeah, um, real quick for anyone mm -hmm. that's curious about this game, it is available on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Windows, Linux, uh, Macintosh operating system. Yeah, well. I, I also, while I was looking it up, I found out that it's also available for 3DS. <laughs> so oh, if you have a 3DS, <laughs> you can play it on that as well. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's $20. And honestly, I'm super glad that I purchased it rather than uh, purchasing like a $60 game and maybe getting like a third of the playtime into it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My, my real personal considerations was that Cuphead and rebuying Hollow Knight and playing it on that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm definitely very glad that I bought Celeste, though. I'm definitely very glad about that. I would say it's not the hardest game, mm -hmm. but it's definitely it's definitely in the difficult platformer category. Yeah. 
So for someone who's interested in in platformer games, is this a buy, wait for a sale, wait, you know, rent kind of thing? What would you say? Oh, this is I personally think this is an easy buy. Like if you're into platformers in the first place, this this does a very good job at it. Like I, I didn't ever have an experience where I felt like maybe maybe I didn't fail. Maybe it was the game having an issue. Mm-hmm. And I know that's not normally a big occurrence nowadays because platformers are pretty well fleshed out at this point. But overall, it felt smooth. Uh, the gameplay felt great. It was refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I would buy it outright. If you can find it on a sale, great. Um, I know that they're planning on releasing some DLC soon, and I don't know if that DLC is planning on being free. I believe it is, but I'm not positive. Um, but there, there is even more content coming out for it. So, I don't know. I, I definitely recommend it where it's at right now. If you can purchase it on a sale, though, by all means. Mm-hmm. But yeah, $20 is not bad at all, especially for the amount of playtime you can get out of it. Awesome. Um... Sephron, did you have any thoughts or opinions on Celeste at all? I was actually looking it up right now to see if it's on uh, Steam. Yeah, what's yeah. The they, you know, they have their summer sales and all that kind of stuff. I haven't seen one ones coming around. It currently says if, save 50% off Celeste, I believe. Yeah, I believe that it originated on Steam. I'm not entirely positive, but I'm pretty sure it originated on Steam. It was kind of in that, uh, because some of you, some of you know, um, Nintendo tends to go through bouts of just picking up a bunch of indie games mm-hmm. and just pulling them over to Switch that they think are going to match with its uh, style. Um, like Hollow Knight was an example. I think Hollow Knight and Celeste were moved at the same time. But I have so uh, many Steam games I'm seeing if I have it. I do not. But yeah, definitely, definitely a worth it play for sure, especially if you're into platformers. Yeah. Um, real quick, just for the people who are looking at it for PC, um, you need a Windows 7 or newer. You need an Intel i3 or higher. You need two gigs of RAM. Um, you need an Intel HD 4000 for your graphics, uh, version DirectX version 10, or, and uh, 1,200 megabytes available storage. So yeah. you don't need much. Essentially... Essentially, as long as you have a CPU, you're good. Because that's yep. an integrated graphics on your CPU. <laughs> I can't yeah. imagine this game ever being intensive on anything. I feel like I could run it on a potato. It would yeah. be fine, to be dead honest with you. Because yeah. it was a 1.2 gig download. And for even, like, nowadays standards, that's unbelievably small. Yeah. Like, I thought I thought maybe the content was lacking because of that. Um, but I'm shocked that for, like, the actual download size itself, it's still a very big game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, anything else on Celeste guys that you want to talk about? No, that about no. covers it. Awesome. Well, we had one of the biggest industry events of the year <laughs> this last week, mm-hmm. um, and there's plenty to talk about. And I figured the first thing we would talk about is Overwatch Two. The biggest event, of course, being BlizzCon. We have a lot. Of, it's BlizzCon is going to take up the majority of the show uh, here because <laughs> I think yeah. we all probably have a lot of feelings on stuff here. Um, 
Okay, so Overwatch 2. Uh, just a quick overview. It's going to primarily focus on PvE missions. It's going to be story focused. Um, there's going to be missions divided. The the PvE missions are going to be divided into two. Um, there's going to be the hero missions, which focuses on missions of uh, separate from the story, um, and will allow players to upgrade the characters that they have and modify abilities. Um, a quick note, because there is apparently some new PvP stuff that's coming with this. That's those mm -hmm. modified abilities aren't going to have any bearing in PvP. Yeah. Uh, story missions where you will see the uh, heroes teaming up against the Null Sector, a faction in the universe uh, seen previously in all the shorts. Um, there's a new map type called Push where uh, this is a PvP uh, thing where two teams fight over a robot that pushes uh, barriers back and forth across the map. Uh, kind of a play on the pretty well-established payload uh, game mode. Um, so that's a lot of the new like content that we're seeing with Overwatch 2. Did I miss anything mm -hmm. glaring? I don't no, I, I think there there's one important thing about it that I am going to talk. Well, I, I'll mention it right now, but that's, that's technically Overwatch 2's content. However, about half of that's actually getting transferred over to Overwatch 1 when it comes to the PvE stats mm -hmm. and everything along those lines. Overwatch 1 and 2 are actually going to be cross-compatible. So you can play with your friends on either or and be totally fine. Um, the new game modes for PvP, all, all the PvP-centric stuff yeah. is accessible through Overwatch 1. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Um, some other things, just you're talking about like the cross the cross um fade cross here. compatibility cross compatibility thank you um mm -hmm. overwatch cosmetics will transfer overwatch one will uh transfer to overwatch two in terms of the cosmetics so if you have yep. that rare gold skin for your reinhardt um you can uh you know use that in overwatch two mm -hmm. um i really didn't see any like new characters which Overwatch new characters to me isn't really news. That's just expected. It's, right. You know, like every right. what, every six months now we get a new character just about, which is fine. Yeah. There's so that many characters right. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like starting to be like League now. So many different ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, before before we really get into like talking about the like how we think about it, I think it's important to note that like, at least for me personally, I'm kind of just taking out all the rest of BlizzCon out of it and just reviewing Overwatch 2 as its own standalone thing without mm. like really letting anything, whether good or bad, yes, impact my review on it as a whole. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think I think it's a good idea to be honest. I don't. It's basically it's an expansion. Mm -hmm. So my biggest questions immediately is is this going to be retailed at like full retail price? Which I don't even think uh, Overwatch as a whole was retailed at full retail price. So well... I believe it's probably gonna get like. Yeah, Put I think at. it was retailed at 40 and I don't think it's really changed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be any higher than that. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, at least I really hope not. Um, campaigns, people have been really interested in that concept for a while. Yeah. I really hope they do something good with it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited for it. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I could definitely see how that could flop. Yeah. Um, and the other mode, I, I forget what they called it, but it was like a highly replayable mode. That's where those modifiers yeah, that you could instill the, on your character. Yeah, uh, hero missions. Um, 
yes, hero missions. Uh, those sound interesting. Those actually mm. sound really cool. Yeah. Um, I, the... I think that's definitely the most important thing to think about when mm. you think about Overwatch 2. Because if you throw in a campaign, people are going to play it and then be done with it unless there's like some sort of PV replayability. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm glad that that's available. The hero missions kind of reminded me with the, you know, modifying abilities and stuff like that kind of reminded me of Borderlands where mm -hmm. it has these RPG elements. The only thing it's not going to have is shooter looter mechanics, probably. Right. Um, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be very strange. Um, but yeah, like I'm going to build the tankiest Reinhardt I possibly can, or I'm going to build a uh the the most hard-hitting you know reinhardt i can build and see you know speed run through this uh, that seems interesting yeah. to me yeah. um and doing any sort of kind of meta you know speed running yeah would be would be yeah. fun um what do you think Seprin? yeah what do you yeah i was just looking through all the different things they had and it's I guess a big part of it was there's a new engine in two is why they had to do it the way they're doing it mm -hmm. instead of like being an expansion on overwatch one. Mm -hmm. So I get that too. Cause like even world of Warcraft has needed a brand new engine for quite a while. Mm -hmm. It's getting yeah kind of old that way. I mean, it's 15 it's years old data. Too, so Did, yeah. I guess I'm kind of curious. Is it for like the AI? Um, if it's going to be kind of like a horde mode thing, do they need a new engine to run like different AI kind of situation? Or it, I mean, it even looked like graphic wise, it was different. Okay. So it might. Be are we full. are we talking about Overwatch two specifically? Yeah. Right now? Yeah, for two. Mm -hmm. but, yeah, I mean, it I'm, says I'm, on here that you'll be able to play all the new characters on Overwatch one, but all the new yeah. stuff is just for two. Yeah. Well, I know I know the maps are being transferred over, and I know the mm -hmm. game modes are excluding anything PVE related. I know all that's game moved over. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'm curious because, like you said, they are doing a new uh, an engine overhaul, and I'm curious if that engine overhaul itself is also going to be like put onto one, because that makes me immediately curious. If it's not, that makes me curious how crossplay between one and two is really going to work. Because you're, you're going to have to have some sort of, like, native, like, stability and functionality between those two. Um, but, yeah. I don't I don't know. Like, it sounds great. It doesn't sound necessary. That That's, at least for, like, people that play Overwatch and are really into just PvP, it doesn't mm -hmm. sound like a necessary upgrade for you as a player. Because I know but, at the uh, keynote they said it was, like, a significant engine upgrades. Yeah. Right, exactly, and that it really might be because the maps like... are a lot bigger too. Because mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, yeah. even just with the base one, a lot of people have FPS drops if they try to like put their stuff on like you know epics quality or whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely curious. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm yeah. intrigued. Um, and it really depends on the price point. Yeah. Like if it's 20 bucks or like 20 bucks for Overwatch one owners and maybe like 40 for two or like if you're just buying it standalone, great. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think that there maybe not necessarily needs to be a price reduction if you do own a previous Overwatch, but I definitely think it should be a consideration at least. Yeah, they're saying this Overwatch engine overhaul is exclusive to two. Hmm. OK, keynote, keynote notes, <laughs> keynote notes. Yeah. <laughs> so. So. Be interesting. 
Yeah, Ren, you think that for for a certain segment, this will probably be worth it. Uh, Separin, what do you think? Uh, is this going to be something that you might purchase or wait for like a sale kind of thing? What do you? How are I you mean, feeling? I've been playing Overwatch for quite a while, so it's I bounce between that World of Warcraft, Division, Fortnite, do all mm-hmm. those kind of things. So mm-hmm. that I'll probably get it. I know I got I got friends right now like that I play pretty regularly with that'll be buying it so yeah it'll be easy one to pick up right away mm-hmm. especially uh, with how much money i got stuck in overwatch one <laughs> <laughs> he really yeah, needed I'm, that special may costume right i don't want to know how many fortnite skins that i have <laughs> I'm definitely glad that they're allowing the uh, skin transference. I don't think they would have gotten away with oh, anything that been terrible. if that didn't happen. I, yeah. I think people would have latched onto that instantly and be like, yep, nope, I'm never buying it. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. never happening. Because <laughs> I know a ton of people invested a lot into the skins in that game. Whether yeah. or not you're like a big proponent of like, you should buy loot boxes or not. People have spent a lot of time earning those loot boxes. Yep. And uh, I would be pissed if my just now level 300 character just lost all of his like cosmetics <laughs> i would have been absolutely tilted um so separate you you've been a pretty avid player of it ren how would you rate yourself as an overwatch player like, i enjoy it i definitely mm-hmm. enjoy it but i would not call myself like the most avid player mm-hmm. i played it i used to play it a lot during its early stages from uh seasons one through three and mm-hmm. then at that point i just kind of go at it like once every month or something like that just to play um i don't get super into it by any means mm-hmm. but i i understand the appeal yeah. i definitely get it i've watched some overwatch league competitions and stuff mm-hmm. like that because they're really interesting yeah. um but i've never personally been like with the exception of early on just because certain characters were like a little broken mercy i got to like a really high elo really quick mm-hmm. and then when uh when they got mercy unbroken man. mercy <laughs> when they got unbroken i just plummeted so i was like <laughs> yeah maybe i shouldn't do any of the competitive anymore <laughs> it's a bad idea <laughs> but uh but yeah, definitely not the most avid mm-hmm. player, but I do, I understand the appeal. I, I yeah. definitely get it. Because the most I think I've ever played Overwatch in one sitting was a few months ago when you and Flyer and mm-hmm. who was it, Nemi and Becca were all playing. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just played Reinhardt the entire night and just charged <laughs> everyone into the fucking walls. Um, yeah, that's the most like I had actually sat down to play Overwatch. Um, <laughs> it's a game that I've tried to get into a couple times and maybe like doing a PVE we'll kind of mm-hmm. see once I uh, once I watch a little bit more gameplay and kind of see more hands-on stuff from it that if that would be something I'd buy but right now it say, doesn't feel like it is yeah I will say because normally shockingly enough normally the times when I play it are the times when they also have the PVE mode active mm-hmm. so we do end up playing it and I personally find it a little basic. Like, that's my experience from it personally, with the exception of, like, certain characters being thrown in. For example, with the Halloween event, um, Roadhog, Reaper, Mercy, Zenyatta, etc. turn into a sort of enemy characters that you have to fight, like, bosses, in a mm-hmm. sense. And that's somewhat interesting to a degree, but you they're still bots. They're, yeah. they're definitely still fairly readable, and it's not necessarily a big issue. Um... But the basic AI bots are pretty bland, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that there's a 
heavy focus on the AI when it comes to the bot specifically, rather than just being like, we made a campaign. That's the best you're getting out of us. Yeah. I've always been a fan of campaign modes, though, like through the yeah. Halo stuff growing mm -hmm. up and getting into all those. Oh, yeah. ODST killed Halo series for me, but I didn't like that one. But like all the Modern oh, Warfare stuff. One. I could not stand that one. <laughs> nope, that one got me out of it. Oh, killed man. it. <laughs> killed it. Um, so I think that's kind of that kind of covers Overwatch Two. Do you guys have any other mm -hmm. thoughts or opinions or things that you wanted to mention related to Overwatch Two? Nope, should be good. Yeah. yeah, no, that basically covers it. It really just seemed like a, an extension of Overwatch mm. 1 rather than like a, a new experience, even though it is getting a graphical overhaul and stuff like that. Yeah. So far, it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's about as best as yeah. you get out of me right now. Cool. Well, I mean, we have the rest of BlizzCon to talk about. Um, <laughs> and I was kind of debating, and I should have actually talked to you guys before the show, about mm -hmm. how we wanted to tackle some of this stuff. Um, do we want to tackle the there's there's three things we can talk about we can talk about mm -hmm. um, Diablo 4 we can talk about the non-apology uh, mm -hmm. or we can talk about the um, wow esports controversy I think I think it's fair to start off at the beginning. I, I believe the beginning of BlizzCon at least started off with the apology, if I remember right. Yeah. I, I think the first thing that happened was uh, the president went up on stage and issued his apology. For those who do not know why, um, I'd be shocked. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but there's been a lot of uh, issues with. Uh, how do I put this? Blizzard we, selling out to China. Well, let's just put it that way. Yeah. We, well, we talked about this a couple weeks ago as uh, Z Hagen. Um, yeah. This is related to the Blitzchung situation in which Blitzchung uh, was a Grandmasters player for Hearthstone, said uh, in the Asian tournament um, some pro Hong Kong statements. Blizzard immediately uh, responded by firing the casters. Um, banning Blitzchung for one year, revoking his pay. That was later changed mm -hmm. to six years six, or six months. I'm six, sorry. Six months. <laughs> Not six yep. years. Um, six months <laughs> and giving him his pay. Um, yeah. Part of the fire that stoked the controversy was that Blizzard, uh, the official Blizzard account, and there's something I actually want to update this to. The official Blizzard account on Weibo, one of the most popular Chinese uh, social media apps, said that they would defend the national dignity. Something that I will say that they uh, did say in regards to that um, is that it was actually their partner in China, NetEase, who has control of that account, and NetEase was the one that put out that statement. Mm -hmm. It wasn't approved by Blizzard, and it wasn't endorsed by Blizzard. Um, I do want to, real quick, just rebuttal. Uh, if you did not endorse that, if it doesn't stand for your brand, then why did you not say that was not us earlier like that was a major thing that a right. lot of people were saying inside gaming covered that polygon kotaku pc mm -hmm. gamer i mean you name it the big they, they covered it and talked about it and criticized it so if that was why now several weeks after the fact did they not mm -hmm. say well no that wasn't actually us that even said that that was netties um, and that was yeah. one of my biggest things about this whole controversy was like, why is Blizzard 
you know, bowing down to China in such a way. And one of the things I brought up and as a quick aside was the fact that, you know, you're going to defend the national dignity of China when this is a country that is, you know, basic committing, you know, crimes against a minority ethnicity called the Uyghurs in Western China, which Riot uh, has banned the word Uyghur uh, in their games, just as a fun fact. I know that. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the thing. You can't uh, you can't use the word Uyghur, which is not spelled how you think it is spelled. It's spelled U-I-G-U or G-H-U-R-S, Uyghurs. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very, uh, it's very easy to accidentally type that out. <laughs> um, so that was my whole thing. Like, you gotta, you know, Blizzard was not on the ball with that. But so they didn't actually say it. That was NetEase that said that, which is their Chinese partner. Um, basically what they, the apology was that they weren't, they weren't going to unban Blitzchong. They weren't going to hire back the, the, uh, straight, the, uh, broadcasters that they fired. They basically just said, we are so happy that you guys let us know what you thought. And we're sorry we didn't communicate properly with you was the gist of what they said. Um, mm-hmm. I still was, I was not a fan of how they did it. Yeah, watching the videos yeah. and stuff, it was pretty high schooly, giggling, yeah. ducking under the desk. It was I. They could have handled it and done it way better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what the knee jerk reaction from Blizzard was. Ah, we're goodbye. You're gone. We're taking your money. Like you can't be doing that stuff on there. And then it's like, oh, now we got all this backlash, and then they yeah. backpedaled pretty yeah. hard. I, I will yeah. say for sure when it comes to those casters, they did not handle it professionally. Um, I don't think you would have seen that, you know, anywhere else where it's just, you know, just going to hide under here. Don't see my face. You know, uh, if you're a caster, you're in control of the cat <laughs> of the of the broadcast. Uh, I'm in control of this broadcast. If I want to, you know, uh, go on ahead and just take Seprin out, I can, you know, let me just right here. <laughs> There we go. Can't see Seprin. Um, so yeah. Oh my that, god. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, the set. I, I can see why they wouldn't hire the broadcasters back. It's, that makes sense to me. Um, I still think that there's a there's a lot to be said about how they handled the PR aspect of it and I, like the lack of communication. Um, in the in the lack of transparency, because I didn't realize that NetEase ran that account. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Ryan, I interrupted you. Oh, no, you're fine. I, I was just going to say, like, in the apology, in the apology, he personally apologized. The president personally apologized and then said that they were going to take action and then proceeded to take zero action whatsoever. Yeah. And that was the most for me personally, that kind of just immediately nullifies that entire apology outright. Like it would have been it would have been a different story if it was I'm sorry we have lifted the ban. Mm-hmm. My bad. Versus like, I'm sorry, almost crying on stage, and then being like, we need to take more action in the future, but mm. not now. But but not 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 this time. Yeah. <laughs> this time it's already going on. It's already happening. I I don't know. I found that absolutely. It, apparently the entire purpose was so that way they wouldn't seem tone deaf 
Mm -hmm. But you still seem very tone deaf when you say that you're going to take action and don't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's my opinion, personally. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It just it didn't leave me. It didn't leave me with like a sour taste in my mouth, but it certainly didn't leave me feeling better about Blizzard. It didn't leave me mm. feeling better about the situation or about what happened. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know really how to feel about it other than just. I mean, even those streams were like this one is put together better like anything i've seen on twitch recently that does these kind of like the raj royale or these kind of podcasts they looked better like it was really low budget like hey they put mm -hmm. some guys up there that are known in that area and mm -hmm. there was no oversight at all it seemed on that stream yeah right. i yeah the grandmaster stream itself i thought looked kind of trashy but yeah i don't know if that's just related it's pretty bad yeah um so, I mean, that's that first controversy. The second controversy, I don't know, Seprin, do you want to explain this? I know you, being a, a WoW player uh, and WoW lover, probably have some have some thoughts and opinions on this. Do you want to kind of dive into it, or do you want me to do the... Guess which one? Uh, the the um, Arena World Championship and Mythic Dungeon International. Oh, that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I was watching. Who was I watching? I was watching. Oh, I gotta look him up now. Was it? I can't remember if it was S Fan or if it was Asmin. I think it was Asmin. Mm. And they were showing mm -hmm. the video that's been of the review of it, basically that you linked earlier. That um, what's his name did? Uh, Bellular uh, News. Yeah. Shout out to Bellular. And oh, uh, it was. We were watching that, and I was like, they did. I was not into. I haven't been into an arena since Mop, probably uh, Miss Pandaria mm -hmm. expansion, but. Mm. When I saw that, I was like, they really did that? And then they, like, all the prize pools that have been previously have been, like, quarter-million-dollar tournaments, which is mm -hmm. not very mm -hmm. much these days. Like, Fortnite tournament, the last one was, like, that kid won $3 million. Yeah, and that, right. that was the top prize. That wasn't even the whole pool. It was, like, a $20 million mm -hmm. tournament. And yeah. the community came together, and they – they've raised the funds like they thought that the, what this was for they're like yeah we'll buy all these and this is gonna go to the arena fun tournament and it was nowhere close it was like two million dollars that that they kept from the tournament it was way low mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it was like whoa and then even reading like the fine print and stuff in these things like it was nowhere said that that they were gonna have a cap on what they were gonna actually right. throw into the tournament yeah so that was it's pretty scummy yeah and i have some yeah. uh quotes here related to the the prize pools uh if you guys give me one moment here i'll pull them up um <laughs> So let's see. So basically, the language that they used made players believe that Blizzard was going to contribute the minimum amount of $500,000. Like, no matter how much we make from the toy sales, it's going to be $500,000. 
Uh, and this is the wording. Uh, quote, for a limited time, every purchase of the Transmorpher Beacon or Lion's Pride and Horde's Might fireworks, 25% of the proceeds will contribute toward the year's final LAN event, prize pool for the Arena World Champion, AWC, and the Mythic Dungeon International, MDI, with a guaranteed minimum prize pool of $500,000 USD and $250,000 USD for each event. Your support will help take the world, the WoW Esports prize pool to the next level. So from there, you can kind of see where people would be like, okay, so they're contributing to the, with a, like the minimum guaranteed is $500,000. What they actually meant was, you guys are gonna pay for these toys or these, these mm-hmm. transactions. And if we don't make $500,000 off of that, we're just going to make up the difference yeah instead of the five hundred thousand dollars plus plus the revenue from the sales right um (laughs) so people later figure this out uh this is the quote we're happy when they when they saw these um, we're happy to announce that because of your direct support, the combined prize pool for WoW Esports at BlizzCon 2019 will be $660,000. Each of our two WoW Esports programs, the World of Warcraft Arena World Championship and the Mythic Dungeon International Global Finals, will have a prize pool of 33000 up for grabs. Thank you for making the largest prize pool we've ever had for WoW Esports at BlizzCon, and thank you for con- your continued support of WoW Esports. Um. So yeah, Ren, you look yeah. like you have a thought. <laughs> I just, I, I'd be, I, I could totally understand how people that would like invest in that would be super pissed too, because you'd be thinking, okay, it's a minimum including our like costs, not like super going crazy in the wording or whatnot, but mm-hmm. the minimum is five hundred thousand, only to find out that quote unquote a hundred thousand dollars has basically been added. Realistically speaking, $600,000 has been added, which isn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, that just sounds, that sounds dumb. It just sounds so fucking stupid. So they didn't have to match anything. And then yeah, they exactly. They didn't do anything. Dollars. Yeah. And those yeah, things they, were, they, didn't they were at, at 10, all. I'm like in the Blizzard store, they were $10 each for whatever one you bought. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of purchases that the community put together and then to come around all those not have anywhere close to the number it's yeah yeah it's kind of like i almost i was kind of thinking about it like like ways to like explain this to somebody outside of like the context that we're in and i was kind of thinking about it like mm-hmm. this isn't a lottery as much as like it's almost like a ponzi scheme <laughs> yeah right like a lottery be like okay this organization this entity is putting up we'll just say like a hundred thousand dollars right that hundred thousand dollars is the minimum you can win for this everyone who buys Mm -hmm. a ticket just adds to that pool right that's how the lottery works this is like hey you buy this piece of paper and then tell other people to go buy this piece of paper and then whoever gets like the whoever gets the draw gets all the money from that right Mm -hmm. like there was nothing like backing it up it was just like predicated on the idea that people were just going to buy these things yeah um it with like the the, the, granted like my my example is flawed because well they did like the lottery but 
I don't know. It just it's hard to like explain why this just it, it's not transparent. It's uh, people were spending yeah, money on this thing, thinking that they were basically having it matched. You know, actually, a better way to my, explain it is um, maybe like a charity event. It's like if. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you ever listen to public radio and they say, hey, during this uh, hour, if you contribute to this hour, you will have um, your dollar will be matched or your donation will be matched dollar for dollar by this donor. And then like that donor not actually having, you know, like a thousand dollars to match. (laughs) You know, that's what it's kind of like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just it was just kind of untran- it wasn't transparent. It just felt scummy. I just can't believe that they didn't invest anything because like yeah. by the wording, it's all all of it is from a consumer. Yeah, it was like yeah. it's all consumer and not any of it backed whatsoever. Yeah. So it's like, OK, congratulations. Thank you. We didn't spend a cent on this. Yeah. We made some money and then you guys just paid them off. And it's like, OK cool i guess yeah Yeah. because the arena world championship was two hundred eighty thousand prize pool last year Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they got 2.64 million dollars out of this crowdfunding basically yeah Yeah. it's like they couldn't back it up at all really like not (laughs) not in the slightest i don't know because yeah. they, if I remember right, because I was doing a tiny bit of research on this uh, beforehand, um, I think they they had something similar in StarCraft Two, where yes. the wording was significantly more specific, and yeah. and it was very clear and open about what they wanted versus this, which yeah, is extremely um, vague. They're war chests, war chests yeah. that were the big crowdfunder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so separate as a as a WoW veteran. Um, I mean, what are you thinking on this? Like, thoughts, opinions? I mean, it is, it's, it's pretty disappointing for the, I mean, the guys that do that, the guys from Method, that I think they ended up winning the arena tournament again. Mm-hmm. But it's, those guys, it's like, we could have won this, the community did all that, it's like, uh, Yeah. It's pretty hard to back anything after that. Yeah. Do you think anything in the future, there's no way like people are going to buy it Mm -hmm. unless it's Mm -hmm. a lot more, you know, detailed like the Starcraft one was that one said 25% of all sales will go to this. Yeah. Yeah. That's low, Mm -hmm. but at least it's said 25%. Yeah. At least it's clear. Yeah. Um, let's see. That's all the notes I have for like blizzcon i feel like there's another scandal related to or controversy related to wow um oh there's a bunch with the cinematic uh they because when was that the wrath of the lynch king expansion at the mm-hmm. end mm-hmm. a new lynch king was basically sat there to keep the scourge contained and now here's they're getting i think a lot of people are are getting tired of uh uh, what's her name? Um, I'm not a I'm not a WoW lore person, so <laughs> yeah, it's I can't honestly remember Sylvanas. her name. Either, but I know. Of, Sorry, yeah. Sylvanas. I brain mm. farted there for a second. But Sylvanas comes up and basically holds him down and rips his crown off and destroys it. 
mm-hmm. there's no more Lynch King. So now it's what happens now. Like the Scourge is free to do whatever they want. There you go. And then we got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's goes completely against like what they had for lore set up. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. now there's no Lynch King and the Shadow Realm and what is this supposed to be? And yeah, people are kind She's of just like a new rogue plot dead. device at this point. Yeah, it's they're they're throwing everything that was lore out the window and. Mm-hmm. People are kind of getting tired of the whole Sylvanas mainline everything. Yeah. 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 And especially after the end of the war campaign cinematics, she's turned her back. I mean, even if, if you start a new character right now and you listen to the undead intro when you're like going through the woods and stuff, they say that Sylvanas is trying to get her revenge like from the very beginning of the game. And they mm-hmm. made her war chief and came back and did all this. And there was like, we're getting sick of tired of hearing Sylvanas and her doing everything in this game. Mm-hmm. So it's, yes. And it's retail. I think they're getting in more retail fatigue too. Cause mm-hmm. I play, I've played every expansion since vanilla. I've leveled a character. At least I have at least one character at max level for like each class in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's, I played it. I got my priest to 120 this time, and I think two different paladins when I was doing PvP at the beginning. But then I got out of it, stopped playing Warcraft for a while, started playing Division, different games. Mm-hmm. And then Classic came out, and I've been hitting that hard. But it's retail while it's kind of dying off. So it's, it's hard to keep people after Cataclysm. That's when, for me, when Warcraft started going downhill pretty hard. And I mean, mm-hmm. their numbers showed it too. Yeah. So I don't know if this expansion is going to do them the number bump and everything they want to do for next game. Mm-hmm. Everybody's pretty hooked on going into the classic. Now they're talking about doing Burning Crusade again and doing Wrath of Lunch King again, just basically starting the, the whole 15 years over again <laughs> on classic <laughs> servers. So, I mean, they made a lot of money on this classic. I can see them with Burning Crusade and Wrath of Lunch King doing mm-hmm. the same thing because those mm-hmm. were those were really good expansions and just mm-hmm. after wrath it was so good the citadel yeah. raid was just amazing and then you get into the whole cataclysm and then mop was just complete it was an april fool's joke that they're like oh we're gonna do this and it never brought back that community that was there during wrath of lunch king it's just never gonna reach those numbers again mm-hmm mm-hmm I know it sounds a little silly, but that might actually honestly be their strat is to kind of just rebuild WoW again with everything that they've already done and just be like, yeah, we're done with WoW retail. We're done with it. 15 years old and a new, if they can get, you know, give that WoW crack to these kids, they'll get right into it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, man. Did you guys watch the Diablo uh, trailer and some of the work? Uh, some of the uh, yeah, it looked, I yeah. thought it looked really good. I mean, Blizzard cinematics have always been amazing. Like they just yeah. need to yeah. make movies now. So, but well, they tried. Really <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that was for the guys that were real into Warcraft. Like that was a, I I liked the movie. Yeah. It was it looked really mm-hmm. good and it wasn't. I mean, there was a lot of different things that didn't make sense and for like the actual game stuff. But a lot of people liked them. It looked good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
my my dad was a who's in the chat hi pops um <laughs> is a big uh was a big diablo 2 fan didn't care for mm-hmm. one or i'm sorry not didn't care for three um i mm-hmm. think yep. my dad uh is probably gonna really like diablo 4 i really like the cinematic you're right the cinematic looked awesome um it looks like they're gonna kind of be going back to the darker grittier stuff i'm curious to see what gameplay is um and see uh just kind of where Diablo 4 goes. It looks certainly better than Diablo Immortals, and people are certainly happier about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm personally... one of the servers. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, I'm not personally... I've barely played any Diablo. I mm. played Diablo 3 for maybe like two runs, and that was basically it. And I'm going to be dead honest with you. While, while the trailer looked cool my my entire view was like is this really like an eight minute long like trailer is am i <laughs> am i watching an eight minute long trailer right now mm. is this happening i don't know <laughs> i it's hard to sell me on anything that's not gameplay at this moment yeah so i i kind of just saw it and was like can we move to the gameplay section <laughs> they did yep. show some gameplay i think later in the con um okay you can i think you can find some of that stuff um mm-hmm so I don't know I'm I'm interested in that. I'm certainly more interested in Diablo 4 than I am Overwatch 2. Um, and I'm okay. typically a first-person shooter player. Um, I haven't really played that many ARPGs. Uh, you know, outside of the you know, like, well, is Skyrim even really an ARPG? Skyrim is. <laughs> I don't think I ever played Skyrim. But I that's one game. I, I, I wouldn't classify as an ARPG. Yeah. So uh, and. Uh, Baz keeps trying to get me to play uh, Grim Dawn. I have to pick up Grim Dawn at some point <laughs> to appease Baz. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I'm more interested in it than than say uh, Overwatch 2. So I'll be looking out on that and, and seeing um, if it can suck me in or not. Mm-hmm. I, I have a group of guys that I play a lot of games with, and I'm just reading some of their comments in our Discord about mm-hmm. Diablo 4 and. Uh, one of my friends, Mystical Chill on Twitch, he's huge and like he, between Path of Exile and Diablo, like that's all he ever plays anymore, it seems. But he's, yeah. he's really trying to s- hope that it's like it's D2 systems with D3 gameplay and then everything just updated more. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he's mm-hmm. really hoping for. And he's like, he's probably the most hardcore like Diablo player I've, I know. So, but they're, they're just talking about it, but it's like, that's what they're hoping for. That's what they like in the gameplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be cool to see how it comes out. I've never really I played with them before, but I, they they grind like you know the higher end stuff like real hardcore, and I mm-hmm. never got into it that level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say as somebody that's not super into like Diablo at all, like I don't really know the lore. Really, mm-hmm. it was really interesting. Like a uh, trailer, at least for somebody that's never seen it before, I was definitely intrigued while I was watching it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've never, I've never seen like a blood cape made before yeah. in my life. Personally, <laughs> that's a new one for me. Watching weird ass tendrils form this like monstrosity blood cape out of people was uh was something <laughs> but yeah I'll, i'm intrigued by the concept yeah so far at least also ren the only reason you haven't seen a blood cape before is because you're a vanilla bitch <laughs> that's me <laughs> that's me um cool anything else like in blizzcon or any of the controversies you guys want to 
want to discuss? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm shocked that there wasn't any StarCraft stuff, to be honest. I know that, like, StarCraft has been pretty gone for a while, but I feel mm -hmm. like they would have probably announced something. Yeah, StarCraft seems to have know. been on autopilot for the last year or two. Yeah. Just yeah. whatever. They, they, they run their leagues. Um, mm -hmm. South Korean still dominate it, and they call yep. it good. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm personally not super big into StarCraft 2, but I know a ton of people are. And yeah. I, I, of a time when, like, everything's kind of going to shit for Blizzard at this mm -hmm. point, like, in terms of PR, like, just throwing, like, Overwatch 2 is a good call and Diablo 4 is a good call. And I feel like if they threw out, like, StarCraft 3, by the way, it was a possibility. Just say it. Just throw that one out there. Mm -hmm. Might have given them, like, a tiny bit of extra PR. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm not a, a big, lot like, of projects guy in the first place. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I but, think uh, right now they're looking at, like, one release each year right now. For, like, the yeah. next couple, like, three or four years, it's going to be, like, Overwatch 2... Blizzard, or I'm sorry, not blah, blah, blah. the next, uh, the next WoW expansion, and then like Diablo Four, and then mm -hmm. like one other thing. That seems to be their their yeah. plan is kind yeah. of a release e one release a year, which is good. Mm -hmm. I think for for them. Because I mean, you can pre-purchase the WoW expansion right now, mm -hmm. and I can't. You can't buy the D2, so I guess in, it's gonna go. Probably, I think uh, it's wild. World of Warcraft, yep. then Overwatch, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then Diablo is what I would think the order would be. But yeah, no, I think you're yeah, correct. Maybe on that. come back around on because they. I mean, the pre-purchase now, I wouldn't think it'd be out by the end of the year, but mm -hmm. maybe. Like I could maybe if it's already like two months out, mm. maybe if, at the end of the year. Yeah, and of course you always have Hearthstone in there too. They put out like a Hearthstone expansion every like six months because they it's. It's the dead horse that somehow keeps giving. <laughs> they can and that one is just like they can just do different yeah. card packs and stuff. Yeah. They don't have to update the game. They just release more more what, yeah. mini content stuff every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Uh, so anything else that you guys wanted to mention or talk about? I think that about covers it, to be honest. Okay. Um, I don't know if we ever got, because I don't think I was there, I don't know if we ever talked about uh, Bethesda. Oh. What was going on with their subscription service? <laughs> no, we never did talk about that. <laughs> oh my that. god, no we No, uh, maybe I say that I forgot all about that one. The <laughs> the yeah, last week we didn't have a show. Um it yeah. just kind of fell fell through on many levels. Um so we just like didn't have a show. Yeah, so Bethesda decided that they wanted to for to help bolster the revenue of Fallout 76, they decided to offer a um, Fallout First subscription for mm -hmm. $12.99 a year? No, a month. a month, $100 oh, yeah. a year. $100 a year. Yeah, $100 <laughs> a year, yeah. Which would basically give you just another pay-to-win subscription that they said that they were never going to do. Um, we yeah. remember that. Um, we remember you said that everything was just going to work and that there would be no transactions that hit the gameplay. Yep. We remember mm -hmm. that, Todd. Uh, yeah. 
It's just a shame because this was they essentially they did backtrack on that like mm. uh, about a like a couple of days, literally like a couple of days before they announced Fallout first. Yeah, was just like because you guys like the content so much that we are deciding to make pay to win. We're going to make more pay to win content because yeah. you as the consumer love it instead mm -hmm. of not having to pay for it like we told you mm -hmm. you seem to enjoy paying for it yeah um but yeah i it was from what i understand it was a total shit show to the point of like they announced private servers yep which... that weren't private immediately yeah, not on private mm -hmm. yeah they were not private servers um they're they're getting access by people that weren't supposed to get access to them in the first place mm -hmm. as well as also recycling alleged quote unquote allegedly recycling previous servers that were just inactive at the time mm -hmm. um so you would go into your private world that nobody should have accessed and find like looted containers and like half-built shit just like hanging out yep. so that's cool um, I'm trying to remember what the other ones were. There so, was a Fallout New Vegas outfit, which I don't know why they. I hear here's something. Outfit. Here's one of the most egregious ones, right? Because in a survival game where storage is a massive oh, thing, damn. they had an unlimited storage option that ate your items. Like you would yes, put your items yeah. into this, you know, into this box, and poof, they were gone, never yeah. to be seen again. Um, yeah. Because uh, naturally, there's always like a, a carry limit in your mm -hmm. uh, camp. And that's one of the biggest things about Fallout 76 is just you're constantly looking for resources to maintain your supply. Yeah. Um, so the concept of uh, unlimited storage sounds great as one, a free concept in the fucking first place. But, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but I was I, I was flabbergasted when uh, apparently it was one part of the first membership as well as after you put because people would put all of their supplies into it mm -hmm. and then they would all be gone and initially initially bethesda's response was it's just a text glitch your gear actually is totally fine that was initially the first thing they said and then an hour later they said it turns out that's not the case <laughs> we're looking into a small number of cases where it's not that's not happening and uh and yeah so honestly i don't know if they ever got that fixed but i know for a fact because they were saying people were hoping that if that is the case they'd get their items back but i can almost guarantee you there's no like temp data about what your storage supply is mm. at all so all that gear is essentially gone like everything you threw in that is gone forever <laughs> for 12.99 a month we can totally set all your hard work back yeah they had, I, was, I just the ign has their snap fix on snapchat mm -hmm. and sydney uh -huh. was talking about this coming out and it's like all the stuff that should have been there at launch and then or you can get the xbox deal <laughs> yeah and get like three yeah. games that are way better for like half the money yeah yeah for literally a dollar yeah <laughs> <laughs> There was there was even guys at work talking about this and they're like, really? And then I looked into it. I was like, oh my god, this is so bad. Yeah, yeah. I I just don't understand why they went. That's such a huge price tag. Like it's one thing if you decide to go for like a subscription membership, people will be pissed no matter what. Mm -hmm. But thirteen bucks a month? Hello? I can go to like any any game anything and get one for like ten dollars max and get like access to about 40 games at this mm -hmm. point 
like I have one. I have one for Ubisoft. I have one for Switch. Yeah. I have one for uh, for Xbox. I don't even own an Xbox. I play them on PC, mm-hmm. and that that all together basically equals it actually almost equals the amount that Fallout seventy six is. Altogether, it's fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're like, <laughs> uh, well, Blizzard gets away with doing a WoW subscription of I think it's fifteen dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I do every six months, and I've had that for right. 15 years. Yeah. So <laughs> the so did you guys see that uh, this has created a little bit of a class war in Fallout 76? Yes. Because it shows that if you're oh, a subscriber yeah. to... So now they're grie- yeah, <laughs> now griefing, people are griefing yeah. subscribers to Fallout first. Because they get like... They get the skin, yeah. and then there's like a, a couple emotes or something too that are yeah. There's, to there's an icon like that shows that, up on dead. your name. Oh there's really? An icon that shows up on your name, no matter what, and you can't hide it. So uh. so people will actively know if you have it or don't, and just bully you. Oh my god! <laughs> so on the plus side, you got that private server that you can hang out by yourself on. <laughs> That's cool. You can hide from bullies. <laughs> It's kind of like, uh, I, you know, kind of thinking about it, this harkens back to uh, a certain country in Europe during the uh, 1930s. Um, (laughs) Not not going to say which which country. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh, um, man. So, yeah, the Fallout 76 thing, it's obviously not a good deal. Um, I don't think we have to tell anyone that that's poor value. Um, Bethesda really needs to <laughs> look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the 76 I, I could have seen it. I could have seen it even while it's not a good thing and I don't condone it. It would have at least maybe functioned if it was five dollars a month, but thirteen is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. For that's absolutely preposterous. For yeah, especially for how broken the fucking product is. I actually did see and maybe we'll do a little bit like bit more in on this next week, but I did see that Australia is forcing um, Bethesda yes. to give refunds because of the state mm-hmm. of the game. Um, Australian courts yeah. have deemed that uh, it's not technically oh, yeah, even about yeah. the state of the game itself. It's about the uh, the fact that they, for those who don't know, if you purchase Fallout 76 and you play it at all, you are no longer accessible to a refund. Does not matter how much time you've spent into it. You can literally start the program. The the rules stipulate. If you start the software, it is no longer accessible for refund. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, at that point, if you start it and hate it, too bad, you're out of your yeah. money. And that's the issue that uh, Australia is having right now. It's not necessarily, even though it is a total broken mess of a game, it's not necessarily that as the core issue. It's the fact that they are actively stopping people from getting their refunds. Yeah. By putting it just horrible practices. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it's, it's like, I've heard it described as the Hindenburg of gaming and it is just, (laughs) it it is just that. I mean, it's just like one thing after another with this product and it, and it, it almost makes you wonder who's making the decisions and why they keep making, why they're allowed to keep making decisions. Um, I will. I will say it gives a ton of entertaining content for people who did not buy the game because they just get to listen to people just shit all over it. Yeah, how are you doing, Ren? 
Oh, I so so the reason why you ask is because I purchased the game and I was one of those fuck boys that didn't get a refund because I'm not allowed to, I guess. And the US still hasn't gotten there yet, but I'm great. I'm wonderful, dude. I was planning <laughs> on trying to give it like a, a quote unquote chance. Yeah. Uh, at the year anniversary. And they literally, I couldn't believe that they announced it on the month of their, like, year anniversary of their game that's failing. That they are going to put in a subscription membership that's making it fail even harder. I'm surprised I they didn't that. do it right away. Like, if they would have done it $5 a month on launch, people would have been all over that. But to right. come out now after it's already dead and then go, oh, it's, yeah. by the way, it's $13 a month, too. Or $100 a year yeah. if you want to save a little bit of money. When, yeah, when, oh, a, when a smaller team, like the guys that put together Seven Days at I, have a better, less buggy product than you, a AAA <laughs> publisher with, you know, <laughs> a lot yeah. of power and a lot of goodwill behind you, and you mm -hmm. spectacularly fuck up a product like this for over yeah. a year and continue <laughs> to try to squeeze the the player base the dwindling player base i would e i'd be curious to see how many people are even playing fallout 76 mm -hmm. um yeah just second there i thought you were talking about division <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah that's been a thing it's been a major thing oh man uh, i was so disappointed with division it got so bad i i mean i we used to play division one hardcore like mm -hmm. all the time when i was the whole time i was deployed was one of the games that actually worked and i played with a lot of guys in europe and i mm -hmm. we were i got access to division two early and the mm -hmm. new World of Warcraft BFA too when we were over there and we were playing those and both games just tanked. And oh no. Division two, we we played hard like I was playing with Hexy and solid FPS, grinding everything, Dark Zone real hard, just owning everything. And then they did so many huge changes and then mm -hmm. they were again with two slow on content release, just player base just went down the tubes in a in like a month it was done yeah mm -hmm. this is, i a lot of these games that are coming out now are like like even fortnite is still says early access on it the game's yeah. been out for how many years now and it yeah. still yeah, says exactly. early access like they're i remember getting you know you buy the, the cartridge for super nintendo n64 whatever and that was the game like it was done, mm -hmm. yeah. and now these they're yeah. putting out half finished product, using the community as their testers, and mm -hmm. not putting out their content like they mm. initially promised a lot of people. Like especially with Division Two, like right now, if you get back into it, there's a ton of content that wasn't there on launch. But after that first month, everybody stopped playing. It's like you gotta yeah. keep up with the demand, and they're not doing it. Nobody, I mean, there's hardly any games right now that are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it, at this point, it's pretty much praised if you actually make a complete product, regardless if it's good or not. If it's complete, at least you did it. Like at least there's that at this point. Because like even even games that are like positively mentioned, you even mentioned one, Danny, Seven Days to Die is still an alpha. It's yeah. an alpha. It's an alpha version 18. I I bought that game like four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I It's really hard to even condone it at this point. I'm mm -hmm. basically over it. I don't really like play early access games, regardless of what they are, good or bad at this point. Yeah. But uh, it's just... <laughs> I thought for sure when Fortnite 
went away and they did their whole mm. black hole thing, which was all yeah. it was was their downtime for maintenance. <laughs> but like, to, and then they're putting out their chapter two is like, all right, maybe the early access will be gone. Like, and it'll actually be a game. First thing right. I saw when I came in the loading screen, early access I was like, are you kidding me? Like this game, I mean, it's good now. We play, actually play Fortnite quite a bit. Yeah. Recently, but like I've been playing Fortnite for a lot of, like this time last year I played in a NFL, did a NFL veterans we got to play with four players from the Bears in Chicago, and mm. like Tariq Cohen was on that team, and we won the that tournament. We won fifty thousand dollars for a Wounded Warrior project. And, oh wow! And it wasn't nobody put out anything. Like we didn't even know when we left that we had won. Yeah. Like Tariq was really good. I hold my own, and we were like, oh, we did pretty good score. And they were like uploading it to they had like a shared spreadsheet. And like, oh, we don't really know what happens. We'll let you know. And then Tariq Cohen sent me a message on Twitter. Like, hey, we won. And I look and it's like on the one, like the guy that organized it at the the Chicago store. Because it's at a Microsoft store. Mm -hmm. And he's like, congrats, guys, you won. And I'm like, that's it? Like, they didn't tell us anything. Like, it was a one Twitter post. Wow. Like, we just won $50,000 for a Wounded Warrior project. And that's like not a big thing. We're not getting any you know, photo ops or do anything like that. We had mm -hmm. one camera crew that was there that day and they took video and cameras never saw a picture from it. <laughs> like that oh, was it. Oh man. Jeez. Um, anything else at this point, guys? I think that should cover it. <laughs> or yeah. got my, my weekly rant of Bethesda out. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so let's start with uh, Seprin. Go on ahead and plug yourself and uh, all the things that you do and where people can find you. And, of course, all the stack up stuff as well. Uh, yeah, I will be. You can find me there on twitch.tv slash Seprin. Um, on Twitter, Dan Seprin. And, um, yeah, if you go over and check out stackup.org all month long, they're doing their call to arms, which is their big push for funds for the charity. They do it twice a year, once in November, once in uh, May. So if you get over there, you can, it doesn't matter how big or small a streamer you are, every little bit helps. And there's, they give prizes for how much money you raise and all the way up to like one of these fancy, you know, streamer chairs that everybody on, on Twitch has. <laughs> so like. There's a lot of stuff you can win over there. If you go to stackup.org, you can check out how to sign up and what you can get for your fundraising on your channels. Right on. Awesome. Uh, Ryan, what's coming up with you and on your channel? So I've recently been playing a lot of Destiny 2, and I didn't think I was going to like it, but I've actually been having a blast with it. Um, I might, I'm not sure yet, but I might actually start streaming tonight. Um, and just play some more Destiny 2, pump out some of the main quests because I have not finished it yet, like a meme. Um, and then maybe fail at some PvP like I always do. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash renditions with two Z's because I'm dumb and I can't spell my own name. Cool. How about the other socials? <laughs> uh, I have a Twitter. Also, it's at renditions. Also two Z's. I'm also still dumb. I also still can't spell my name. But, uh, but yeah, haven't posted anything on Instagram recently, mm. but that exists. I guess if awesome. you find it, you can look for that one on your own. <laughs> um, anything else, Ren, for you? 
no that should cover it cool uh coming up on my channel uh this month i'm going to be raising money for the american foundation for suicide prevention um if you guys are on the twitch channel right now you can see the campaign panel uh in the extent or the extension in my panels uh so you can donate directly there uh the goal is 500 dollars um and you guys can see all the milestones there on the uh, page. Uh, all month I'll be playing Far Cry, all the Far Cry games. I'm going to start with Far Cry 3. We'll move on to 4. Maybe we'll put Blood Dragon in there, 5, and uh, we'll have a good time with that. Um, so, yeah, you guys can donate to the Tiltify if you guys are uh, watching on the VOD on YouTube or listening to the podcast uh, on the podcast platform. You guys can check it out in the episode description down below. Um... So, yeah, if you guys uh, joined us live, we appreciate all of you who joined us live and uh, interacted with us. Um, if you missed any part of the show, you guys can watch the VOD here on Twitch, or you can check it out on YouTube if that's your preferred platform. Uh, if you want to take us on the road, you can also find us on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, basically any other podcast platform. And if you have a special podcast uh, platform that you'd like to use and we're not on there let us know we'll get ourselves on there for you um if you guys want to help support the show you can uh leave us a rating and a review or you can tell your friends about the show as well we always appreciate that um so one like little piece of like update uh the Twitter. I've converted the uh, Twitter. The at NTN pod is now um, at Danny K. Um, so you guys can connect with us on uh, here live or you can uh, tweet me directly at Danny K. Uh, guys, absolutely anything else that uh, we need to cover or talk about before we go. Bethesda sucks. I think that's it. I think I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Until next week. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Later. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed what you heard, please help support the show by giving us a rating and review on the platform of your choice. And we hope to have you join next week.